Good morning, everyone. Joe Marino and Luke Buckley here for another installment of the Cautiously Optimistic Podcast, Season 6, Episode 14. A new era, if you will. The Owen Power era of Buffalo Sabres hockey has officially begun. And boy, oh boy, is it fun. Luke, how are you doing today? I'm well, and you're right. It was a very fun debut. If I may, though, uh, it was not fun getting into the studio oh boy. this morning. That's uh, an understatement. The policies have changed. Apparently, a $5,000 piece of equipment was stolen between now and the last episode. So, okay, we work out the half-hour process of getting into the studio. Then we, we, we walk into the recording booth. There are soundproof panels missing from the walls. Hanging off the walls. Hanging off the walls. There is trash strewn about. Beneath my uh, desk here, if you will, beneath my station, there is an empty water bottle. Over to the right of Joe, there is what looks like a Walgreens or maybe a Tim Hortons receipt. Uh, Also, that's where I put the empty water bottle. There was a... Uh, what looked like a dubstep mixing board with the pads that you hit, and it you know you hit one of the buttons, it goes doom, doom, or like you know ow ow, it makes like a sound effect. <laughs> uh, what else? The the computer screens are all out of whack. Uh, there is a a pole, almost like a mobile um, music recording booth over in the corner near one of our microphones. Uh, w- one of the microphones still does not work. They did fix one of them, so now we can have guests for the animal draft. This is what we've right. been hoping for. Right, so um, we had to do a little bit of cleanup before coming on, but we've been stolen from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not good. No. All right, what do you want to talk about first, Owen Power or the goalie prospects? Uh, Owen Power. Yeah. And I think we start with the fun stuff. Get out of the way. He looked good. He looked really good. He He looked like uh, it was not a challenge for him. That's for sure. Right. And I liked his post game comments. I'm pretty sure he got comment. He got questions from the Toronto media. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I didn't listen, Uh, but I'd be surprised if he didn't. Sounded comfortable. Sounded uh, looked comfortable too on the ice. He did. Um, Sounded cool and calm. I think he played a a good 19 minutes and mm-hmm. 50 seconds or something. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, an impressive outing for young Owen. And, of course, the the big two-on-one uh, breakup. Right? Yeah, Giordano, I think it was Giordano and um, Matthews. Yep. Correct. Yeah, that was, I had it was totally pretty early on in the game, too. It was very nice to see. I hope they early. got him on the, power, on the second power play unit tonight, but we'll see. I had totally forgotten that Giordano was on the Leafs. So uh, you know who else is on the Leafs? Hmm. Carter Hutton. He was at. That's right. He was practicing with them today. He was. Mm-hmm. Wow. So who would he be replacing? So I wonder if he goes in for Shelgren. Who was backing up Shelgren? Oh yeah, because Mrazek. No, it was Campbell. Jack Campbell. Is Campbell hurt? I think he just came back from an injury. Not totally hmm. sure though. But. Hmm. Shalgren did not look very good in that no. 
Toronto game, that's for sure. Right. And uh, if I may just throw in a quick aside, I responded to some dingus. Oh, the the boomer? The boom, the Leafs boomer. Yeah. That said, uh, Joe tweeted something and then. Something along the lines of it's great to, in the matter of a month and a half, be destroying the Toronto Maple Leafs. Not once, not twice, but three times. Yes. And then this Leafs fan replied, you know, we'll see you in the playoffs, whatever. A totally lame uninspired comeback you know have fun i don't even know he posted some acronym and i don't i don't know what it meant nah, i don't know um so and i i, I responded to him because i gotta stick up for my boy i gotta back up my boy uh i mean i've been thinking this too and i probably would have brought it up sometime in this podcast but i said to him the hurricanes the panthers and the lightning the, the two teams in your division and the other powerhouse within the conference just rolled over the Sabers mm-hmm. and and beat them bad and especially you, Tampa right and you guys can't even stay in games with us we put five goals in them I think in in three straight games or is it yeah uh, five one five two and I think five two again yeah the Heritage Classic I know is a five two one. Like, Leafs fans have no right talking about how anyone else is going to do in the playoffs. Like, they are the most vulnerable of all the playoff teams. I think even more so than Washington. Yeah. Um, goaltending is question mark. They can score, but goaltending, man. I don't know. Listen, if this was a playoff series, Toronto's backs were, would be very much up against the wall right now. I don't know. Just watching that Toronto team, they don't strike fear into my heart. It, it's it, it's not as if it's the lightning rolling out uh, Kucherov and Stamkos and, and Breeding Point and all of their guys. Well, I mean, did you think the Sabres were going to lose any of these games? Like, as the games were going on, was there any point in any of the, these three Toronto games where you were like, oh, man, they might lose this? No, I not, don't think not so. Really. Not really. But does Florida – I mean, do, do Leafs fans honestly think – like, do they watch that team – and, like, do the same people that throw their jerseys on the ice also believe that they might be able to contend with uh, Alexander Barkov? Yeah, who are they going to face? Let's take a look. The all-star team. I think right, right now, they're, right now they would Tampa. be facing Tampa. Yeah. Um, Which I want to say would be a great series. Lots of goals, probably. They're going to face either Tampa or Boston. Yeah. And we know the long history of Toronto and Boston. and. Mm-hmm. Are you, is anyone going to bet against Tampa in the first round? I don't. I certainly wouldn't. So no, and Tampa has worked their way out of uh, a wild card spot. I mean, the, the bottom of the East is really tight. I mean, the bottom of the East uh, playoff picture. Is, yeah, it's is pretty tight. Well, the eight playoff, the eight teams that are going to be in the playoffs are already mm-hmm. basically determined. Um, Florida looks like they would face Washington. That would be a good one. Uh, Carolina would face Boston, Ooh. Pittsburgh and the Rangers, and then Toronto and Tampa. Those are all really good series. I think, as much as I want to see the Leafs lose, I think them losing to Boston again would be pretty cool. It, yeah. It if, would be funny. If Boston goes in that third spot, it'll be Carolina and Tampa. Oh, That'd be a good series. There's so many good options uh, the playoffs are today. Vegas would miss the playoffs. Yeah, they are three back of Dallas, and Dallas and Nashville both have a game in hand. 
Dallas is rolling a little bit. But here's the thing, though. Vegas has two games in hand on L.A., and they're um, mm. three back. And LA, L.A. just got, got rolled yesterday. They got destroyed 9-3 to yesterday on Sheesh. national television. So We need the Kings to finish strong here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think Vegas is going to do? you think they're going to make the playoffs? I don't want them to. Uh, they are getting Stone back, I think, soon. It, it 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 see it, it seems almost too good to be true for the stars and the kings to make it over the golden knights. Listen, Vegas has eight games left. Okay, and the kings have what six? six? Yeah, I, I mean, I think realistically, uh, if the world is just and everything aligns right, uh. I think only either the Kings or Stars, only one of them are going to get in of those two. I think – I don't know. I just think Vegas – Vegas will find some kind of magic. I well, don't want them to. if L.A. doesn't make it, Vegas is. Right. That's the thing. Yeah. So, I don't want them to. Uh, Let's take a look at uh, schedules here. Okay. So the Kings – in their final games, they have the Blue Jackets, Ducks, Blackhawks, Ducks against Seattle and Vancouver. That's pretty. That's pretty good. I, you know what? Yeah, they might win five out of six there. They did get beaten. Wait, was that uh, that was who's that was the Kings? Were you? Yeah, this is the Kings. Okay, okay. That's a, yeah. That's a pretty light schedule. They did get rolled by Seattle six to one in the last month. Oh, so wow. we'll see. All right, let's take a look at Vegas' schedule and see how that is. All right, they have Calgary, Edmonton, New Jersey, Washington, San Jose, Dallas, Chicago, and St. Louis. That's pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> That's really tough. Uh, that Dallas game, though, could be huge. Well, will that, be huge. It's the third last game in the season for Vegas, so that might determine what happens here. But, you know, Edmonton's not going to be a pushover. The, devil, the Flames, Devils might be too. an easy win. You got Calgary, Washington. That's like a 50-50 mix. Yeah. So you, you, they can't finish 50-50. Listen, the Kings have the far easier <clears throat> schedule there. I'm going to try yeah. tuning into as many games of those two as I can. I want to see their progress as we head down the home stretch here. But uh, I don't know. It, it, it just seems so hard to believe that Vegas won't be there. I'll take the fifteenth overall pick, please, and thank you. Yeah, I, I mean, it's 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 funny too, just because of the the jokes we can make about Eichel and. The Listen, I know I know cancer. some people are gonna say, "Oh, I hope Vegas wins the lottery so we can get an unprotected first next year." But no, no thanks. I want the. I would rather have the fifteenth overall pick than the slight chance that this pick could be higher next year. Yeah. No way. I love next year's draft. Next year's draft is great, but I don't think Vegas is going to take another step back next year. I don't know about you, but they're going to be healthy. They're going to have Stone and Eichel the whole year. Like, yeah, they're probably going to lose Riley Smith and other piece or two. Right. They're going to lose a lot of their their depth, if you will. But, yeah, I don't think they're going to have another bad year next year. Most of this has been injury-related. Right. For them. Yeah, they've had, like, 
Patrick Brown as their second line center, I think. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. They're going to be a lot better next year. Uh, Stone has been out like the whole year, I think. Yeah, he's been out most of the year. Yeah. So they'll they'll be better. Uh, they'll have Eichel the whole season too. A so, healthier Jack Eichel. I don't know what their record has been with Eichel. Uh, I don't think it's good. You know, because they've, they've had some bad stretches with him, especially when he first started there. I think they started 1-5 when he mm, got there or something. Yeah, something yeah, like so, that. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But uh, if, if they get in this year, I mean, that'll be one story. How far do they get with, the, like, there's a potential for a Colorado – Vegas rematch in the first round. I'm yeah, sure hypothetically, if Vegas gets in, if they end through the the last wild card spot, they're facing Colorado. Mm-hmm. If they're the second wild card spot, they're facing Calgary. But if they somehow can take over the Kings, you're facing Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And you never know with mm-hmm. that. So that could. I mean, I think. Uh, They'd have a better shot beating the Flames. I think Colorado, just building off of last year's disappointment and how destructive they are, uh, Colorado might very well beat them in five games. But um, I don't know. Vegas, I mean, if they get into a wild card, they are truly a wild card. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, um, with Stone coming back, I don't know. There's, there's, uh, there's no salary cap in the playoffs, too. They can ice true. their whole team. That's true. There's a lot of possibilities there uh, for what can happen. Are they missing any defensemen? Um, I know Martinez was hurt for a while, but I don't know if he's back yet. Uh, Leonard's back. So that, of course, it, that addition speaks for itself. They have their goalie. They presumably have a good backup in Logan Thompson. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've what three... happened to what happened to Brassois? He's hurt too, isn't he? He's either hurt or Thompson just played so well that he took over. I'm not sure the exact situation there. I'm pulling myself forward. Ah, okay. All right. I'm comfy now. All right. Uh, back to the Sabres here. What do you think of um, Power and Yoki Haru playing together and Darlene switching back over to the right side to play the Samuelson? Hey, listen. They won 5-2. Power was a plus two for its worth. He was great. He, he was, was great. He was so, so good. Whatever. I'm I, excited I, about him. Don Granado said in post game that every defenseman played great. So I'm going to take his word for it. I mean, I didn't see any glaring mistakes. I thought they played wonderful. Yeah. Um, Yoki Hari probably had his best game of the season, too, mm-hmm. playing with power. Yeah. That might Maybe they don't have to go out and make a big trade to – yeah, get that I think, partner like people have been talking about for the past several weeks. That's right. I mean, listen, maybe Yoki Haru's help is Owen Power. Maybe right. it's their way around. It didn't, you know. I think analytically, Darlene and Yoki Haru wasn't a really good mix, but mm-hmm. Darlene is playing really good. I mean, because Darlene and Yoki Haru are kind of, sort of, maybe the same type of player. Would you say, or is Yoki uh, more? Mm. Yoki Haru is very much like a two-way defenseman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but for some reason, it's not a good mix, right? And I think maybe obviously P- Darlene's still playing really well, even with Yoki Haru. But like the the I don't know the exact wording, but like the with or without you mm-hmm. um, 
charts. I think maybe the, the show thing... that Darlene is better separated from Henry Okiharu, and he had a great game playing with Samuelson. He was, looked fantastic. Maybe it's just that that pairing was too small, and it's it's two of the same type <clears throat> of defender to for forwards to work against. I think and, Samuelson's the, the perfect pairing for Darlene. I mean, the oh yeah, only issue, yeah, because you're switching up the size. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Darlene, he played the right side in Sweden. Like mm-hmm. this is this is nothing new for him, right? And now he's got that confidence where it might be a little easier for him to play the right side in the NHL. And I was trying to pay attention to this. They were switching over all the time. Like, yeah, there's no, oh, you got to stay on this side. Got to stay on this side. You can't move to the other side. They were moving. They're crossing over quite a bit. And I think playing on the right side gives Darlene a lot more offensive opportunities, specifically for shooting. And honestly, it's good for the growth of the player, I think, if he can play both sides. Personally, I think I don't buy a whole lot into, oh, you got left hand, got to play on the left side, right hand's got to play on the right side. These are are some of the best athletes in in the world at their sport. Like, you mean to tell me that Darlene can't play on the right side? Come on. I don't I'm glad you brought overblown. this up because if, if if you are an NHL defenseman, you should be able to adapt, right? You're, yeah. pro- you're a professional athlete. You are the top tier. This was something that when Mike Babcock, when he was coaching Detroit, was always saying, oh, we need a right-handed defenseman. This is something that ever since then I've noticed that people read way too much into I remember- handedness. I don't think it matters. Like. Ryan Johnson, he plays the right side all the time at Minnesota and does it very well, by the way. And everyone's like, oh, trade Ryan Johnson. He's left-handed, this, this, and that. I mean, Johnson, he's great skater, great passer, smart, good defensively, great two-way defenseman. I think he'd be a perfect match to play with Power or Darlene some day down the road. Keep the guy. Sign him. Hopefully he signs. We don't know what's going on there yet. But Denton Mateachuk from the Moose Jaw Warriors. He's a first-round pick. Mm -hmm. He's definitely going to be in the first round. Like him a lot. He's really fun to watch. Left-handed. Plays the right side the entire year. No one's talking about him as an option for the Sabres just because he's Mm left-handed. Mostly nobody. I swear, this whole left-hand, right-hand thing didn't become a topic of discussion until, like, three years ago. Yeah. Growing up, okay. Look, you know, look at, like, the 0607 Sabres. They're all left-handed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, you know, like, check out the uh, the, the Finneganoff goal against, um, against the Rangers in overtime. It's all circling around left-handed passes. Kalinin with the final pass to, to Finneganoff. Uh, I don't know. The, the last couple years is when this topic kind of became a thing. I know because because I've 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 been thinking this. It's like where the hell did this this dilemma come from that you Mike need a Babcock. Yeah. <laughs> that you need a left-handed and a right-handed thing. I think it's a, it's a lot of people trying to sound smart. I think it's a lot of hockey fans trying to sound smart and just kind of like make something up. Yeah, I wish. I, hope, I wonder if there's like a a study on this. If there's actually merit to, yeah. oh, left-handed shot, D struggle playing the right side. I don't know, but yeah. do I have, think this is overblown. 
Do if Darling if Darling can play the right side with Samuelson and they're a good match together, so be it. Like let it happen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Do 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 you ever hear coaches talk about left-handed and right-handed D? Because no. I don't necessarily hear it. You only hear it from like the media. Yeah. Like, oh, they're looking for a, a right shot defenseman. Yeah. It's, it, you're right. It only comes from the media. <clears throat> I, or fans. Or, or fans. fans. Obviously. It's just people trying to make stuff up and sound smart. That's. I think that's like literally eighty <laughs> percent of it. Well, yeah, I, I love the Samuelson Darlene pairing. I think Yoki Hari is good for power right now, but I think mm-hmm. someday down the road, Ryan Johnson could be great too. Mm-hmm. Like two very smart, skilled, quick passing defensemen playing together. I think that's going to be great. Um, Listen, let's say you have six, you have the greatest defensive core in the league, but they're all left handed. Like Nothing wrong with that. What's, what's more important? What's more important, having a better player or having a, a right-handed shot? Are you going to go trade a uh, top six defenseman just for the sake of just having a right-handed shot? Just so you can have Rasmus Ristolainen? Yeah, like, is it that big of a deal? I don't think so. I don't think it is. I think it's overblown. Yeah. I'm glad we touched on that. Because <laughs> you hear so much about it, and it's just like, you know, like, like, like people talk about, um, you know, free agent signings, free agent targets, and, and it's, it's like, oh, no, 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 they can't sign him. He's a right-handed shot. <laughs> oh my God! He's a, how could you say that? I remember when Cody Franzen signed with the team when the Sabers had a bunch of right shot D, mm-hmm. and he couldn't play the left side or he wasn't comfortable, <laughs> and this was a big talking point. <laughs> I liked Cody Franzen <laughs> for a while, <laughs> skating in mud. I, that's all mm-hmm. I remember. I f- mm-hmm. always forgot he was on. He signed a two-year deal with the Sabers, like at the start of training camp. Mm-hmm. What years were those? Yeah, this was like. 15, 15 16. 16, 16, 17, yeah. I think, were two years he mm-hmm. was here. Yeah, because that might have been the year where Toronto got a f- trade, a first-round pick for him from Nashville. It was like Mike Santarelli, Mark Santarelli, Mike Santarelli, whatever his name <laughs> was, and Cody Franzen for like a first and a second, something crazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's my tiny rant on handedness. Yeah, well, it was needed. Yeah. It's needed, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> it's overblown. Uh, the Sabres and Blues tonight. Yep. The O'Reilly and Tage Thompson matchup once again. That's true. Does 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 I imagine Tage has more goals than O'Reilly? Oh yes, he does. Yeah. Mm. I think O'Reilly's career high in goals is like twenty eight. Do you think that Tage Thompson gets the forty goals this year? Mm, I mean, there's time, isn't there? How many games do we have left? Eight, seven, six, somewhere yeah, there? Yeah, something in that ballpark. Yeah, well, um, listen, I think he is a goal scorer, and goal scorers have games where they score multiple goals. Um, so what, what does he have now? Does he have 34? He's at 33. 33. 33 goals. Okay, so he needs seven more. Seven more goals, yes. Um, real quick, I'm going to look up. Let me look up his uh, – so uh, his face-off percentage is 40%. Is that good or bad? I think that's – I'd say that's fine. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> uh, I want to look it. up Ryan O'Reilly now. Ryan O'Reilly, he has 17 goals. Face-off percentage 50 he, – okay, listen, he's the best. O'Reilly's one of the league. best face-off yeah, guys in we're the not, league. We're not going to compare yeah. that. <laughs> uh, I do want to bring up, though – Jack Eichel. Jack Eichel because – Tage Thompson is four goals away from breaking Jack Eichel's career mark mm-hmm. of 36. So 
I don't know if you saw my tweet or not, but I did some digging into the most recent Sabre 40 goal scorers. Mm. Would you like to hazard a guess? Yeah. Um, there have been how- one, two, three, four, five, four, four 40 goal scorers. One of them repeated since the 1996 season. Okay. Uh, Thomas Vanek. Yes, Thomas Vanek in 08, 09. And 06-07, 40 goals in 08-09, 43 in 06-07. So does that account for two of the five? Yes. Okay. Um, did Drew Stafford have 40? No. Wow. He did not. Can I keep going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep going. Um, One moment. One moment. Derek Roy? No. Wow. Really? Yeah. Vanek is the only player from that era of Sabres hockey to score 40 goals. You're missing a recent one. Uh oh, Jeff Skinner. Yes, Jeff Skinner yep, yep, scored yep. forty in eighteen nineteen. And then gotta go all the way back to the nineties. Miro Shatan. Miro Shatan in ninety eight ninety nine scored forty goals. And then there's one more and what was what year does this start at? Nineteen ninety five, nineteen ninety six. Did Pat LaFontaine have yes, 40? Yes, Pat okay. LaFontaine okay. had 40 goals. Wow. You know, um, 43 goals by Thomas Vanek in the 06-07 season is the most goals a Buffalo Sabre has had. I don't know. In like 20-something years. I'm sure, well, maybe, I don't know. Um, there might be people who don't know this, who are younger fans that listen to our show. Might people who are older people who listen to our show that do know this. But uh, I don't know if I brought this up recently. But in 0506, did you know that Danny Briere only played 48 games? Really? 48 games, 58 points. <laughs> I I learned that like a couple months ago. And I was like, "Wow. That's impressive." Yeah. Uh, like uh, you think about how good that team did with like without seemingly without him. Uh, I think it was an abdominal. I think he tore his abdominal. Hmm. Or something like that. But that was just um Wild to find now, out. Now, was this the year that he did he sign a one year deal after the season? Yes. I wonder. They went. If, they almost went, or they either almost or went to arbitration. I wonder how things would be different had he played a full season. I know, because maybe they didn't want to commit mm-hmm. long term. It's like, ah, I'm trying to find a good comparable here. Oh, we're gonna. It's like if Tage Thompson missed half the season, but he still had really good numbers and then they signed him to a one year deal and then he walked the year after. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Uh we're gonna go down another O five oh six rabbit hole. <laughs> happens every mm-hmm. <laughs> happens every single episode. Um where were we? <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about T uh, Oh yeah, goal, goal scores. Tage Thompson scores. and forty goals. Um I think you know what? I think he gets to like thirty nine. Mm-hmm. And that's still good. I hope he tops Jack Eichel's number. Um, also, Jeff Skinner, my goodness. What does he have, 32? Let me go 32, something like that. But, like, talk about a turnaround. What if Ralph Kruger was still the coach right now? Tage Thompson never goes to center. Jeff Skinner is probably on the fourth line. My goodness. Rasmus Ristolainen is probably still here. Like, talk about the progress that, Donnie Meatballs has brought this team into. Jeff Skinner has 31 goals. I bet that's more goals than he had in the, the two career years combined. 
Oh, and the two, yeah, two career. Let's see. So and he had 30, less than ten in both. He of had years. twenty-one goals uh, in the two Ralph Kruger years, right? 2019, <laughs> twenty nineteen, twenty, and twenty twenty, twenty one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Twenty one goals total. Good for him. Good I'm, for him. I'm happy for him. That's fantastic that yeah. he was able to get back to normal Jeff Skinner. And you know, this whole time, you know, he had it in him. He was still getting chances. <laughs> You know, he still looked like that electrifying player. It's just Kruger had it out for him. They got a good line, though. No. Right. And, and, and I mean, it really just makes you, you know, listening to, to Don Granado just makes you realize what a doofus Ralph Kruger was. Mm-hmm. What a complete idiot. A there, total moron. There's no coach that I have more confidence in to handle Owen Power and make sure he becomes a star than Don Granado. That's right. Yeah, I the I don't see how I don't think Don Granado can possibly get fired. Uh, like he he he's going to be the guy that sees this team to competitiveness, right? Yeah, well, he's, he's got gonna, he's got two more years left. Yeah. They're not firing him this he, year. He, like, it would have to take a colossal meltdown for them to fire him going into that last year. Right. There's no way. It, it it would have to take, what, like what happened to Bilesma. I was saying about this yesterday. Yeah. The main goal for next season for the Sabers is to just continue the growth. Mm-hmm. They can't take a step back like they did when Murray and Bilesma got canned. Right. This is like we're basically on the same timeline. Mm-hmm. You get the number one pick. This is like power, power coming here, and Jack Eichel coming here. Say they're the same spot. Mm-hmm. You grow a little. Sabres go from, like, 52 to 81 points in 15-16. I, I don't know how many points they had last year, but it's skewed because it was a COVID year. But what are they at now? they got to be somewhere in the 70s, right? For what team? The Sabres. Sabres, uh, point-wise? Yeah. We're at 65. 65. Oh, geez, that's a lot lower than I thought. But 65, that's still solid growth. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised we're that much lower well, than the 15 hey, hey. 16 year, but listen, they started off terribly. Like they were they did. They did. dead in the water for a bit and then but they took didn't... some time, but they're growing. They're playing it. They're playing good hockey now for the most part. They didn't have the guys who have come in and injected some life into the locker room and into yeah. the lineup. Like if they come in the next season and have. A fifty-five point season, and we're picking. We're talking about Adam Fantilli and Mitchkov and Bedard next year. There was probably a, an issue. They gotta continue growing. Maybe they finish like eighty points next year. Then we can start talking about playoffs for Granado's third and final year of his contract, and then maybe they extend him. But yeah, I, I think I completely agree. I think he's gonna see this team to competitiveness. They're already kind of there. They're they're in just about every game. Like. They're facing tough teams. If you the put toughest this team, teams and they're competing. If you put this team in a seven game series against the Hurricanes, I think every game would be close. Yeah, maybe they get swept, but every right. game's close. But I, I have the confidence that they at least <clears throat> play good hockey. Uh now here's here's what I'm looking for. Okay. Uh at the moment, Sabres are one point back of Detroit. If they win tonight. Okay, they would be three spots out of the playoffs. 
I think just the optics of that, okay, right? You're three points. You're not three points, but you're three spots back of the first wild card. Even I think, though they're 30 points out of playoffs. Right, spot, but right. But I think it just looks better. optics-wise, it looks a lot better. Look at this. Look at how many teams are, be- are below us. There are one, two, three, four teams below the Sabres in, in the – in in the in the wild card race, wow! It's it's <laughs> pathetic to get excited over that, but they're also five points ahead of the team that's behind them, which is Ottawa. Isn't it fun not to think about oh, let's boost the, our draft position? And it is. It's, it's like just the first nice. time in a while. Like you get to this point and you're just like, okay, let's just get a higher pick. Who cares? But like, I don't want the season to end. No, I like the players don't either. Yeah, you've heard it. You've heard uh uh what's his face? Um uh is it Kyle Pozo? Kyle mm-hmm. Pozo say um you know, the guys he said he hasn't said it to them, but he doesn't want it to end. Which is kind of romantic. Well most of the team will be back next year. Yeah. You would think. Yeah. I wonder if uh I know most fans aren't too keen on Cody Eakin, but you know, he seems to be a glue guy in that room, so I wouldn't be surprised if they bring him back, but obviously yeah. if they're going to replace someone, mm-hmm. I think that's the spot. Maybe put, like, Asplin there, make him a center, but mm-hmm. Gergensons could also go back to center. They'll figure something out, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't be – I if I had to guess, I would assume he doesn't come back, but because of how important he is to the room, I wouldn't be surprised either. Right. right. Uh, so, yeah, that's just something I'm looking at. Something I'm getting excited about is that, you know, for once, they've kind of climbed in the standings. Yeah, it's promising. I mean, it does Especially mean something. Going into this year, like last year, they were the worst team in the league by far. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Ralph Kruger as your coach. The Taylor Hall situation. Jack Eichel with his neck. Trade Sam Reinhart. You trade uh, Reinhart. Yeah, you trade Reinhart. You trade Ristolainen. Your goalies are Craig Anderson and Aaron Dell. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone hated Jack Quinn. Mm-hmm. Like Darlene was a disappointment. Jeff Skinner can't score. Um, yeah, like you said, everyone but, on the Rangers is untouchable. Nobody wants Jack Eichel. No one wants to give anything up for him. Like it went from that to this, mm-hmm. and I don't think anyone would have thought that we would be sitting here in April with optimism heading into the 2022-2023 season. And I'm really excited because I yeah. think they're going to be competitive and we're not going to be talking about draft picks. We're going to be talking about, wow, next year maybe they can be better than Boston. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can compete with Toronto. Yeah, uh, man, it, it, it's tough for me to think that they're going to be better than Boston, but – one no, thing to think do of, they lose Bergeron? Bergeron is old. Mm-hmm. Does he retire? I, I saw what made me start thinking about this. I saw a clip this week that uh, someone posted on Instagram of Bergeron scoring a game-winning goal in the 2004 playoffs, and he was 18. Wow. And I was like, he's been playing that long. He was in 2003 draft, right? Did I say Mark Andre Bergeron? No, I think you said Patrice okay, Bergeron. Okay, that's another Bergeron. Uh, Patrice well, Bergeron. Yeah. Uh, Getzlaff is retiring. The yeah. other one from the 03 draft goes. Does Joe Thornton go? I mean, you know, maybe if Florida <laughs> wins the cup. 
Yeah. I forgot Joe Thornton was on the Panthers, I so know. I'm I'm rooting for he's, the Panthers. He's I, hope, be... I hope the Panthers win. I couldn't care less if the Sabres have the 28th or the 32nd mm-hmm. pick. I think Joe Thornton winning a cup, that'd be great. I'd love to see Sam Reinhart win the cup. Yeah. Let's not forget about Brandon Montour and old friend Jonas Johansson. That's right. Jonas Johansson could be a Stanley Cup champion. <clears throat> How about that? Then did, yeah. did we make another trade with them this year? Robert Hegg. Yeah, yeah. The, the yearly Hegg. trade with the Florida Panthers. Right. Jeez, talking about Montour, I can't believe it. Like, they trade a first-round pick for the guy, and Gooley, a former second-rounder who mm-hmm. had some promise, but he's dealt with some injuries. Then they hire a coach who hates that kind of defenseman. I don't, I don't understand. Always like Brandon Montour. It just didn't well, work out. <laughs> I think... And and this goes with Granado too. There is stability now. Mm-hmm. He played better with Granado as the coach. I think. Yeah. We yeah. Were talking about a return of like a fifth or a sixth round pick at the deadline, or no return at all to a third round pick because he's playing so much better. He was playing really well mm-hmm. at the time of that trade, uh, and I remember wanting to keep him. But um, no, there 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 is stability now with the GM. I think if you are a state-appointed puppet, if you will. You're not going anywhere. But he's done a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that goes with, with, with Granado too. He kind of had to take over and morphed the team overnight, really. And, took time. Uh, and it's still going to take some time. But it will. It will I but am optimistic that this is going to work. Yeah. He has a path, and he wants to play the young players. He wants them out on the ice, which is great. In all situations, against all uh, against all levels of talent, so it's great to see. It's a great feeling to have a coach like that. All right, now time to get to some heavy stuff. Oh, <laughs> okay. The goalie prospects: Devin Levi going back to Northeastern. Surprising, mm-hmm. I'd say, but like when you look at the big picture, this is his first year playing mm-hmm. in Northeastern. He's going back for his junior year, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to come back. He's going to come out. I think if Devin Levi does not come out of Northeastern at the end of next season, I would be shocked. I don't think that's happening, mm-hmm. that he's going to go to free agency. I I think the chain reaction from Sabres Twitter, fandom, everything is, oh, no one wants to be here. No one wants to be here. They're going to go free agency, and why would you want to sign with Buffalo when you can go to any team? Mm-hmm. That's That was the instant reaction for Eric Portillo when it was revealed that he's going back for his junior year. And as we speculated on, I don't know if it was the last episode or the episode before, um, <clears throat> it's the Cal Peterson effect, yeah. basically. Because yes. um, Portillo... he. He got drafted. He played a year in the USHL, now two more years at Michigan. So this is technically his senior year. This is his fourth year after being drafted. That's how long the Sabres have his rights for. Mm-hmm. So he could either stay at Michigan and then Buffalo loses his rights for his technical senior year, but Buffalo loses his rights at the end of the season. So... Because Cal Peterson did the same thing, people are freaking out. Oh, Eric Portillo isn't going to sign. 
Remember, Portillo played eight games last year behind Strauss Mann for Michigan. This was his first year starting. The guy apparently, by all accounts, big business guy. Uh, school is very important to him. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think people always just assume, oh, this guy, why wouldn't he want to come to the NHL right away? Like School is important to some people. Yeah, right. Like it's Obviously, it doesn't work out. as a Swede, Coming over here to play college hockey, it's got to be important to him. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just like he's some guy from Massachusetts yeah. going to play college hockey. Like, this is a guy who basically turned his life around, like, came over to Michigan to play college hockey as a Swede. Like, yeah. it's not very common for that. You're like, he- yeah, you do see some European college players, but to see that like obviously he's gonna be committed to it mm-hmm. so he's committed to the program the business program that he's in he, apparently he made like an app already that's kind of successful i don't know What's i heard it called? i'm not sure i heard I it, it i heard it on the radio but i might have to download it i'm not sweating this like the people saying like i initially thought oh maybe he's not gonna sign because he's afraid of competing with cal with uh with devin levi and uko pakalukanen but what kind of professional athlete the guy who's about to sign pro is going to be intimidated by another college goalie it's not like the sabers have andre vasilevsky and another (laughs) and three a plus level goalie prospects blocking his way right now there's a 40 year old craig anderson who they might want to bring back uko pekalukinen who's going to be 24 years old next year who Mm -hmm given every opportunity in the world to break through and play on this team, has not done it, what reason do we have to believe that's going to happen next year? Yeah. I don't believe it. I don't believe in this guy at all. Uko Pekalukinen played one great year of hockey in, for the Sudbury Wolves. One. That was four years ago. Four. This is like saying Casey Middlestad is going to break through and become a number one center for us. Mm-hmm. Come on, he be a... real. Do we? What realistic reasons do we have to be optimistic about Uko Pekalukinen? And don't say goalies are voodoo because that's just a cop out. <laughs> if you're Eric Portillo, why wouldn't you want to play behind Owen Power, Darlene, Samuelson, Johnson? His goalie coach is Steve Shields, former Saber goalie. Is Owen, he really? Yeah. Wow. Owen Power. You think Owen Power isn't telling this guy, oh, we're going to build something good here. Yeah. Rasmus Dahlin is good friends with him. Like, why wouldn't Eric Portillo sign? And you know what? If he is intimidated by competing with Uko Pekalukinen and Devin Levi, I ought to want him in the first place because red flag. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, go play. Go be a coyote. Okay. Go play behind Giannis Moser. Who? Yeah. <laughs> wow. And Vladislav Kolyachanik. Like oh, that's a cool name. This isn't this isn't the Sabres of twenty seventeen anymore. Like they have pieces. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be good. Like I don't know. People you guys gotta relax. The one thing I wanna say is that <clears throat> these guys aren't robots. They're human beings. Right? Yeah. If you want to get an education let him get an education, okay? If, I mean, everybody's complex. Everybody's different. It, not every hockey player is the same. Not every person is the same. 
right? I mean, if he's going to be different from every other. Every prospect is going to be a unique case. It's always – and, you know, there were some whack jobs saying Owen Power was going to go hit free agency. That was never happening. But, like, it's always, oh, Jacob Bryson, he's going you know, to play free agency. Mm-hmm. Guess how many Sabres prospects have hit free agency, college prospects have hit free agency – in the past, since 2012. Two? Technically. Brandon Hagel, was he one? No, Brandon Hagel, they didn't sign. They, I'm talking NCAA prospects. NCAA prospects. Uh, Cal Peterson. Cal Peterson is the only one that was homegrown. The only one. Jimmy VC technically counts because they traded for his rights, but... Jimmy VC was very open and said, I'm not signing. I'm going to free agency. And Tim Murray did it anyways. Yeah. I'll read you the list of NCAA prospects that the Sabres have signed and did not go to free agency. Owen Power, Linus Weisbach, who played all four years at Wisconsin. Matthias Samuelson, Jacob Bryson, Casey Fitzgerald, Brandon Hickey, Casey Middlestadt, Will Borgen, Sean Malone, Hudson Fashion, Jason Kasdorf, Jack Eichel, Jake McCabe. Come on. Yeah. We're quivering in fear because of Cal Peterson. Come on. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Uh, I made the comment that Cal Peterson has given an entire fan base PTSD. I don't understand. I mean, good on him for – I mean, he's not even really – he can't even take the job from Jonathan Quick, for God's sake. Got a big contract. Well, he owns owns us. (laughs) Every time we play him, we can't beat him. I'm, I Cal Peterson was one of my, is one of my oh, oh there, there we go board. if you heard a brush of wind that was one of our things falling off the wall um, Cal Peterson is one of my most hated players in the league he's a he's a villain to me mm-hmm. and if Eric Portillo doesn't sign screw the guy I mean whatever mm-hmm. like they have Devin Levi like Devin Levi is signing yeah I think I saw a, 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 a quote from somewhere that. He can't wait to be a member of Bills Mafia. Yeah, he went on Dwayne's podcast and said he can't wait to be a part of Bills Mafia. You don't say that unless, right? mm -hmm. Yeah, you're a man of of integrity. I think, uh, hey, listen, the Josh Allen effect extends much further than uh, football. Yeah, (laughs) and I know some people are going to say, oh, that's going to suck having two rookie goalies in Rochester next year. Portillo's going to be 23 by the time time he would be even coming to Rochester. Like. He's a grown ass man. Yeah, and don't come to me saying and Portillo could probably back up whoever's in Buffalo at that point. Like, oh, goalies take time. You gotta <laughs> take like the careful approach. Goalies are coming in quicker than ever right now. Yeah. I have no data to back that up, but hey. like you see, these goalies are coming quicker now. And think it's a the- cop out. Goalies are voodoo is a cop out. I don't. I don't believe it. I choose not to believe it. Think of the the guys that Portillo uh, practiced against every day at Michigan. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Owen Power, Maddie Beneers, who else? Uh, Tons of guys. They had like seven all first round picks. Luke Hughes, yeah, like, Kent Johnson. He's practiced. Thomas Bortolo, he's Brendan Brisson. Yeah, he has Mackie Samuskevich. I can go on and on. He has faced NHL talent every day of his life, pretty much. <laughs> and don't don't I don't if if somebody says if if anybody ever says. Well, send one of them to the ECHL, send one of them to the AHL. No. I'll blow my lid. I, I see nothing wrong with 
in 23-24, having Devin Levi and Portillo in Rochester, or even having Portillo and Buffalo to back up. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. No. Throw him to the wolves. And I would cut bait with Uko Pekalukinen tomorrow if it means bringing both of these guys in. Listen, you package Middlestat and you package Lukinen in a deal for draft somebody. Picks. Draft yeah. picks. I don't care. Listen, Donnie Garado knows he wants to throw these young kids into the fire. I think Portillo would be a perfect fit. Yeah, you're, and you're obviously need another goalie anyway. It would have been great if Portillo came out because they have no goalies for Rochester next year. Mm-hmm. They have nothing. Um, you can bring back Tukarski. Yeah. Um, now to Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. No word on if he's signing. Um, their captain, Ben Myers, just left. Mm-hmm. Signed with Colorado. He's the first. I think he he's older than us. Like, that should be a good benchmark of a college free college yeah. free agent is older than the cautiously optimistic host. That's saying <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, I know. Uh, 98 birthday. <laughs> um yeah, um, it seems like Minnesota wants to run it back. I'm kind of surprised that – I'm not surprised, actually, that Myers left. Like, he's old enough to break through at this point. Yeah, he was uh, supposedly highly sought after, according to the uh, alert I got mm-hmm. from Bleacher Report. Yeah. I had not heard Colorado, of Like, if Colorado is offering you NHL time right away, you're obviously going to take it. Um, yeah. And they're a pretty thin defensive mm-hmm. team, aren't they? I mean – He's a forward. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, why do I think he was a defenseman? What the hell am I doing? Um – but it seems like Matthew Nyes is going back. Brock Faber is going back. Like, Minnesota, for the most part, is going to have their whole team back. If Ryan Johnson decides to go back for his senior year, I'm not losing sleep over it. Um, I don't have the data to back it up, but I believe that the only American, like, good, like, not flat-out bust NCAA prospect who was a first-round pick that did not sign – with the team that drafted him, Blake Wheeler, fifth overall mm-hmm. in the early 2000s to the Coyotes. Then he signed with Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to sign. I, I, I'm i 99% sure he's going to sign. I'd be shocked. And if he doesn't sign, because he was a first-round pick, the Sabres got a compensatory second-round pick in like the 2025 draft. So they get something, but don't don't lose too much sleep over these two guys. Like, I'd be surprised if they didn't sign. Hey, I might have another one, and it depends if you count him in this. But what about Justin Schultz? Was he a first-round pick? Uh, I believe he was. I thought he was a second-round pick. Oh, you're right, second-round pick. Damn. There we go. Uh, Jay O'Brien, uh, mm-hmm. Flyers prospect. He, I think he's going back for his senior year, but he got drafted eons ago at this point. I think his rights got extended. Um, because I think he went back to the BCHL because he was at Providence and went to the BCHL. And now he's at BU. So, and Johnny Beecher, who was the same draft year as Ryan Johnson, played for Michigan, mm-hmm. is leaving. He's going to be signing his ELC with the Bruins very soon. So, that's my soapbox rant on people assuming that because these guys are going back to school, they want to leave. It's not a diabolical plan by Eric Portillo saying, oh, Buffalo? Hell no. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, these are people, as Luke said. These are people. Mm-hmm. And I know that a lot of people are probably annoyed that I'm even saying there's still a chance. A lot of people were annoyed with me. And I know a lot of people get mad at Paul Hamilton for, like, going on the radio and saying everyone, 80% of people are saying that, oh, Owen Power is going to go hit free agency. But 
the vast majority of people in my mentions when I said just because Portillo is going back to school doesn't mean he's going to free agency. People were getting mad. You're like, oh, you're a moron. Of course he's going to leave. Cal, Cal Peterson, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if Devin Levi leaves the team oh too. God. Yada, yada, yada. No, I don't buy it. I think they'll both sign. Listen, I think some guys just want to get their degree over with so they don't have to go back to school and their career's done. Yeah. Hockey doesn't last forever. And it seems like Portillo is wired that way. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to questions unless yeah. you have anything nope, else. Nope, I'm good. Okay. Uh, it has been a second since um, we've recorded, so we do have a couple questions from Mike, good friend of the show. All right, couple questions here. With Levi likely being the future net and Portillo being possible trade bait, do you package him for something or trade him for a prospect for the future? And multiple parts here. And obviously without knowing who they draft and where, assuming they draft in the 5 to 10 range, does that player make the leap next year? Mm-hmm. And and finally, will Levi see time this year? See, this was a while ago. Uh, Levi is going back to school, so that part is already yeah. known. Um, I even b- before knowing Portillo's decision, I would still would have said he's trade bait. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He with him going back to school, I don't think he has as much value as he did if he was going to come out. But, yeah, I would package him for something. Um, if they want to get top six forward, top four defenseman, I wouldn't be afraid to include him in a, in a potential trade. And as far as draft position, I don't, I wouldn't bank on anyone besides Shane Wright coming straight to the NHL. Obviously, you never know. Like Cole Sillinger was middle of the first round last year, and he's having a good rookie season with Columbus. So you never know, but... I would, shoot. I would expect Shane, Shane Wright is going to probably play right away. Mm-hmm. Logan Cooley's going to Minnesota. You're not going to see him. Slavkovsky, maybe, but I would expect him to go to the AHL. And like Savoy, I think he probably goes back to the WHL. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're seeing Jurashek or Nemec break through quite yet, especially Jurashek. He had a brutal injury in his missing most of the season so he's not coming out and another question for mike spent submitted one two weeks in a row in anticipation for us mm-hmm. uh is thompson's growth this year for real or is it an off year as sabers fans were used to seeing a mirage for many times that's for sure i think it's for real yeah obviously there's part of me that said early on in the season okay this could be a mirage this might not be real um but it's the whole season. Mm-hmm. Like he's been fantastic the mm-hmm. entire year. Even just watching him, he's just dynamic. He looks fantastic. I think it's for real. I think it's for real. Uh I hope he keeps <clears throat> working at it in the the off season. I've heard that he's a he's a total gamer. He's he's like everything, all of his goals supposedly are our team based. So like scoring thirty three goals doesn't phase him. He he just he, he wants to win. So he's gonna keep working at it. And I think this is, it's just, it's its Sabres fan fear. Yeah. Right? If Tage Thompson was Which doing this. Which is justified, this, I mean. Yeah. If Tage Thompson was doing this on the Anaheim Ducks, right? Yeah. We'd be looking on and marveling and saying, well, wish we could find a player like that in, in a trade. So I, th- I think it'll be for real. And especially with the position change and the faith Granado has in him. Granado, it appears loves working with him. He loves Tage Thompson. Their, their coach staff's going to keep working with them. Uh, 
they're focused heavily on his development. So I think uh, it's it's for real. Would you extend him this offseason? He has one more year left on his deal. I think so. I think it would avoid a lot of problems. I'd like yeah, to see it. I, I've mentioned this before. If he scores 40 goals next year, you're talking – Seven million plus. Mm-hmm. So maybe try and get him on a good deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's some more questions here. All right. Evan Harrington, one top prospect you're okay with trading away. Oh, mm. that's a great question. Mm. You're not trading Quinn. You're not trading Paterka. No. I'm not trading Levi. And I'd be weary of trading Ryan Johnson, but he'd probably be someone I'd. I wouldn't be furious if they traded. Ah, Portillo too, I suppose. God, I don't know. I think I I think some of the Russian Uh, guys like Kisikov, I'd probably be willing to trade. Yeah. Um, maybe Rosen. I'm not attached to the hip with him. That's right. I I I hadn't heard much about him this season. Obviously, he's playing in a men's league, but. Uh, I don't know. Why am I tempted to say Portillo? I like him, but if there's yeah, something they there. They have Levi. Yeah, if there's something there, then why not? Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay, lots of questions about goalies. With a good goaltender, how far do you realistically think they could go in the playoffs? That comes from Joe Calabrese. How well, good of a goalie? Are we talking about Connor Hallibuck and John Gibson? Mm, I think right. I'm I'm thinking like. Or are we talking like Vili Husso? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I think they're certainly competitive. They are competitive. Uh, well, I'm trying to think like if you had like a uh, if if we still had Linus Allmark, I don't think they're doing much. No, oh, yeah, the they don't make the playoffs. No. Uh, you, you, I, I think you would need an elite game-changing goalie. I think, unless you're a team like the Avalanche and you can, you can afford to have a Darcy Kemper. Mm-hmm. No, goal. maybe they sign Kemper. Maybe overpay. Maybe, but you know, what I'm saying it's like Kemper isn't the greatest goalie in the world, but he's he's good. And if you have a good team uh, in front of you, then he'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. But. uh I don't know. I think like with the team right now, you might if you want to go far in the playoffs or just to the playoffs. I would even say to the playoffs. Okay. Uh, they have man. to sign someone. I I think if you have any hope of playing playoff hockey next year, Craig Anderson, Nuko Pekalukinen are not going to do it for you. Yeah. Just as like a comparison, I mean, could could the Jacob Markstrom, a guy of that level, get you to the playoffs? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but like, like, even like the Ducks and Jets, like you have two of the best goalies in the league. You're not in the playoffs. Like having a good goalie doesn't get you there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You need the other pieces. But with this team, I think it could. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll definitely be closer. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 hard to gauge that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's because there's different tiers of good goalie. All right. A couple of questions about getting a goalie in the off season with mm-hmm. UPL in the minors, Levi and Portillo going back to college. Does Kevin Adams sign a UFA goalie? I think so. I don't, I don't think Anderson will be back. How about Braden Holtby? Yeah, he'd be a good stop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Holtby, Darcy Kemper. Uh, 
I don't think he gets there, but I think Vili Huso would be the number one target if mm-hmm. he goes. I'm sure the Blues will try and do something to rid themselves of Jordan Bennington, though. You think they'd go with Huso over Bennington? Oh, yeah. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. I can't see them spending $11 million in net. Yeah. And Huso's still young, too. He's like 26. He'd mm-hmm. be a young UFA. Yeah. Well, I I wouldn't want I wouldn't want Bennington to be the move. Oh no, that's the, for sure. With the room they're building now, do you want that scumbag to come in no. the locker room? I no, don't, I don't want. That's him. right. Yeah. No, they couldn't you. give me a first round pick to take him. I, you know what? They could, and I'd buy him out. Like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. That's the last question we're gonna take. Thank okay. you, everyone, for lots of goalie questions, and people are very interested in the goalies. I think people seem to believe that goal, like we're goalie away from. Uh, be in there. I don't think I mean? so. I think they need more development. But yeah. oh yeah, yeah. But all right, you got forwards. Do you have anything else you want to touch on before we sign off? No. Um, this might be the last show for about a month because yeah, you're going on vacation. I have two work weeks <clears throat> coming up that'll clash with recording, and then I'm going on vacation for the first time since third grade. There you go. Uh, May first through seventh. Perhaps we'll have to do a Zoom yeah, maybe, at some point. Maybe. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how I'm how I'm feeling and stuff and go from there. All right. And of course, thank you all for listening. Thanks for bearing with us. Uh with the long gaps in between. Lots of scheduling conflicts and whatnot. It's hard to find time, but we're trying for sure. Uh, hopefully we don't get locked out of the studio for the foreseeable future like right. today. Uh, if you enjoyed, let us know. Subscribe to the podcast. We're on wherever you can get your podcasts. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure we're everywhere. Uh, leave us a review. If you are so kind, follow us on Twitter, JoeTCBNHL, L-V-K-E-T-C-B, and our podcast Twitter as well, at CO underscore TCB underscore pod. Follow the Charging Buffalo on Twitter and Instagram. As well, if you haven't already, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for the Charging Buffalo draft guide. We're starting to work on that now. We're very excited. I'm going to be starting my reports very soon. Make sure you all check that out as well. You don't want to miss it. And we hope you enjoyed, as always, and we'll see you in the next one.